0: Welcome to season four of the Willing Equine podcast, the podcast where we chat about all things horses and being the best horse people we can be for our horses. My name is Adele Shaw, I'm a certified behavior consultant and my passion is for creating positive relationships between horses and people. Today, I want to talk about marketing in the horse world. And specifically, we're going to be talking about how to recognize marketing, how to kind of sift through it and have a clearer view of what is actually going on. This is not an episode about teaching you how to market. This is an episode teaching the consumers, the clients, the potential clientele, the potential students, the potential, just, yeah, all of you guys that may or may not eventually, you know, either currently or in the future are looking for a horse trainer or a behaviorist or a riding instructor or a cult starter or whatever, just all of the different ind- parts of the horse industry. And Maybe this could even dive into like hoof care and nutrition and all of that. I would like to take a moment in this episode to help educate people on you guys, my listeners, on Being able to recognize marketing and recognize what is the reality versus what we're seeing—it's like that whole thing on social media. We see the Instagram versus reality, and it's kind of like a chuckle or like, "Oh yeah, that's so true." Whatever it applies here too. This it applies to horse training, and it applies to marketing. It applies to what you're seeing on a daily basis in social media and everywhere else. So. One thing I think we're all pretty aware of is that a lot of social media is staged. It it really just is. And whether or not it's intentional... It- it just kind of comes with the territory as somebody who's on the other side of the social media, as far as like, I'm a content creator. I share a lot of what I do training wise. I am also somebody that is trying to build up my clientele and promote my business. And so I do marketing. I mean, it is, it's not a dirty word. It is what it is. It's a, it's part of having a business. It's part of growing your business. It's part of finding your ideal client. It is just part of life. It is reality. And it's not a dirty word. It's not something, you know, sleazy. It's not bad. However, it can become that. And that's what I want to talk about today. That's what I want to help educate you guys on and share with you from my side of the story and also as somebody who has been a student or bought programs or purchased courses or gone to clinics or conferences or whatever it is. There is, there's just a lot to know about it from my side of it, but also I've been in your shoes too, because I've definitely, I work with different coaches. I work with, you know, whether that's a business coach or a riding instructor or a, another horse trainer, like another professional, like a colleague, I go to clinics, I purchase courses, I do all the things that, that most of my listeners are going to be doing. So I've been on both sides of it and I want to talk about that when we are consuming what is basically advertising (laughs) on social media, we are getting just a look at it. We're just getting a glimpse in time. And even if the influencer, the content creator, the business, the trainer, whatever, is trying to do their best to provide as much clarity and transparency as possible, it is still a glimpse in time. I just bend over backwards, trying to provide clarity and being authentic in what I present and trying to be very transparent about everything I do. I cannot, however, provide full context and full information and the full story and take you guys on a day by, you know, minute by minute journey with me with this horse. I can't, it's just not possible. I cannot. And also just from a practical standpoint, like I don't, I don't even want to really do I mean that's just a lot of work. The amount of hours and time that go into providing all of that background, all of that context, even at the level that I'm able to do right now is very, very time consuming. And, you know, I have a team that helps me and it's a growing team and I know other professionals that do, but a lot of people are on their own doing this. A lot of horse professionals, equine professionals, pros in the industry are on their own doing this. So not only are they out there doing the actual training, they're also doing their own marketing, their own selling, their own being of, you know, the, (laughs) <laughs> the pamphlets that they give to clients they're teaching and organizing and hosting their own clinics they're out there mucking their own stalls they are doing so much and there's a lot we could talk about in that you know regard as well i think that there's a lot to be learned about business for the horse you know industry and creating teams and helping you know but that's a whole different topic anyway so what i wanted to say is is that even the most transparent and authentic and honest people with their marketing and with what they're selling and doing and sharing on social media, it is still just a glimpse in time. It is still limited. It is still going to be bare bones as far as the entire information. And the reality too is that a lot of consumers, a lot of potential clients, a lot of people who are sifting through the social media don't even put the time into actually going through all of the information. So even though I put it all out there, I can sit there and give you an entire background history on this horse and tell you all of the things that we did and didn't do and why this led me to do this and why I'm doing that and blah blah blah. I can do all that, but that doesn't mean somebody's gonna sit there and read it all. So they are still just and this is you know we recently they they've been doing a lot of research or they've been doing research on this forever but it, as far as i am aware what we're being told right now as far as social media content creation is that our the people who are viewing our content that are viewing our marketing or viewing just everything we're putting out there we've got less than 7 seconds And usually they move on by then. So I've got less than seven seconds to share with you (laughs) the information that I'm trying to get across. And that is definitely not enough time to give you full context. So again, this is just going back to saying there are limitations to what I can do. And this is really important context for what's coming next in this episode, what I want to talk to you guys about. So there are really honest and just genuine professionals out there that are doing their best and that are trying to provide you with the most honest and transparent information possible. They're trying to be really authentic. They want to help you out. They're providing tons of free content. They're just, you know, pushing it out there and just as much as you could absorb. If you sat through my Instagram, if you went through my entire Instagram account for however many years I've been running, it's been a very long time. There is so much free content on there. And you could kind of get, a, you could get a really, really good idea of exactly what it is I do on a daily basis. However, it's still not enough because there's just so many hours in the day, right? I would, if somebody wrote a journal, <laughs> time stamping everything that I did on a daily basis and how it was done and everything I said and all of that, I mean, that's just a lot, right? So that's obviously not something you're going to do. Nobody's going to sit there and absorb that content, even through longer format, format, stuff like blogs and podcasts and all that. It's just too much information. Everybody's got their own lives to live. I don't expect you guys to do that. I don't do that. I certainly don't do that. I don't have time to sit there and sift through that much information. So my job, and this is where marketing comes in, is to grab all of that information and provide it in a way that is easy for you guys to understand what it is I'm trying to share with you it's I've sifted through it all I've I've you know I've put in the practice I've put in the hours I've worked through this and then I'm going to try and boil it all down to a couple of sentences or 7 seconds and provide you that information again not full context of course there's going to be a lot of you know, caveats and variables that are at play here. And, you know, that information, that advice is not going to apply to every horse and in every situation. And it's not going to be all there is to say about it. So I'm not trying to give you a full training manual in seven seconds. It's just not possible. So that is kind of the that is the basis for you know, a lot of the information that I'm putting out there, I have, there's limitations. I've only got a certain length of time that I've got people's attention. I'm also trying to convey the most important information, even if it does have a lot of variables at play and all that. I just know that going into it. And I think as you are consuming content and marketing and all of that, you need to keep that in mind as the person that is consuming that. You need to remember that what you're reading and what you're seeing has way more to it than what you're seeing there's There just always is, there's just years and years and hours and hours and hours of information that go into the backstory of that content, go into the variables of that content, go into the education process of that content. Social media is not intended to be a training manual. It is not meant to be a end-all be-all as far as providing you all the information you need. And it's not meant to cover all of the different possible variations of that information that you are consuming. So as somebody who I, I scroll through TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and all that, I try and keep that all in mind as I'm reading through this. And, and I think, you know, from the consumer side of it, the person who's viewing all of that content and it's sometimes it's not even always about social media. So I'm like, I'm talking about Instagram, like Instagram's coming to my mind because that's where I do a lot of my marketing is through Instagram. A lot of my um, social media content creation is through Instagram. I also have like my podcast that you guys are listening to and I have my blog and I have YouTube and that's much longer format. Obviously, you guys are not listening to podcasts for seven seconds. I hope not. That wouldn't be very effective, but it's still short, right? One podcast, like I'm going to talk on this podcast episode for like around 30 minutes or so. This is surface level information as far as like we could spend hours and hours and hours and you need to go. You could go to professionals where they this is what they study. This is what they do on a daily basis. This is their profession. I mean, they go to school for it like you're getting surface level information. And I would never expect this 30 minute podcast to be the end all be all for this information. And, you know, and that's that's okay because not all things that we need to know to the nth degree, to the whatever. But I would hope you wouldn't go out and become a professional. you know, start a business in marketing based on my 30 minute podcast episode, right? So that's kind of where I'm getting at is talking about how we need to be careful thinking that just by viewing some seven seconds or even 30 minutes of content, we now know how to do it or what to do. And so, yes, this is a podcast episode. This is my podcast I use to share information, to provide that to my listeners, to just to give them more tools, to add tools to your toolkit. But it also is a form of marketing too. And I use it to share my thoughts and share my opinions and share what it is I do and don't do. And I try and be as authentic and, and genuine and transparent as possible However, I am still limited based on the amount of time I have and you know just all the info information in. Also, we need to look at the individual consumer. You know, I'm going to tailor if I'm looking at somebody face to face and I'm in a consult with them, I am going to be tailoring that information specifically to them and their horse. And I'm going to walk them through that process and is going to be very detailed and specific to them. And I'm going to convey that information in a way that is useful for that particular client. Whereas when I'm doing a podcast, I just have to do a general broadcast of information. So it's not as tailored, it's not as specific, and I have limitations because of that. So this is when we're talking about marketing from the perspective of the content creator, the marketing creator being as, you know, trying to be sharing as much as possible and giving as much context as possible and being as transparent about the process as possible. But we still need to remember again all of the things i said it's limited there there's so much more information to be had you're getting a snapshot in time you're getting a limited amount of information even with all of that good intent behind it now let's dive into a little bit more shady marketing or i shouldn't even call it shady so much it may not be intentional but we can talk about marketing or social media content creation that has uh is being viewed through a certain lens and is being marketed in a certain way to give you intentionally a certain impression about something without a lot of context without a lot of transparency and this is really really common in the horse training world and also in the dog training world and many other worlds where We get on social media and we see this, you know, a a beautiful horse and they're riding through the beach and it's beautiful and gorgeous and look at the harmony, look at the connection, look at the bonding. They must have it together. I will go buy their course. And... That's fine if that's genuinely what's happening, but what I find is happening quite often, and we see this so much, is that because of beautiful pictures and because of staging it to be a certain way and making people feel a certain way intentionally about it, they are selling something that is not necessarily authentic to what is happening, that is not necessarily truly transparent. And also, then we could talk about wording choice, too. I can't tell you how many posts or captions or blogs or whatever, or I'm just watching a video and listening to the people talk, and they're using a bunch of words that sound really good, that make us feel really good about what's happening. You know, they're using words like connection and bonding and, you know, they're using words like authentic and co-regulating and just like all these words, which I have used these words before. I'm not saying those words are bad. But when we are hearing one thing, but what's actually happening is something very different. And we see, you know, I'll see them standing in the middle of the arena with the horse and they're talking about providing guidance to this horse and helping them rest and helping them find peace and on and on. But then I'm watching the horse's body language and that horse is either shut down in an extreme amount of stress, exhausted, sometimes are soaked in sweat. They've just been running around the round pen or maybe they've been chased around with a a flag or a bag or the saddle was tied to them or they got broke under saddle in, in 30 minutes or a couple of days. This is when we are being sold something that is not authentic. And and maybe the person that is even saying that believes what they're saying. I would imagine they would. But we need to be really careful and we need to be objective about what we are seeing versus what we are hearing. And so a lot of times what I'll tell people to do is turn off the audio, stop listening to the person and see what you see, and even go into watching this video before you hear the audio. What do you see? What do you see? What is the horse communicating to you? And if you don't know what the horse is communicating, this is where education comes in. This is where I really feel that horse... People are really empowered through the process of education. And we have a lot of resources. Well, I should say there's some resources and it's growing quickly. We have understanding now of facial expressions that relate to pain and stress. And then we also have research that is showing more about the horse's behavioral expression of stress and conflict and worry and concern. And we also have more studies on equine behavior and social dynamics and how the horse brain works and the, how they see the world and how they interpret different things and, you know, things like categorical perception and just their, the, the idea that they use, well, I should, this is the incorrect one, but the idea that the negative reinforcement is the only thing that is natural to them and is the most natural form of communication to them that's outdated or the dominance theory is way outdated. So we have this updated new information that we need to be educating ourselves on and we need to be just kind of arming ourselves with, right? We're like putting on this armor or like, okay, as a advocate for my horse, as somebody who has been put here to care for and provide for and advocate for my horse, because that's my role in this relationship, in this human world, I need to be really educated so that when I'm viewing the content that professionals and content creators are putting out, people who are selling things that you would potentially like to buy, of uh, training programs, cult starting programs, courses, riding lessons, whatever. You need to have a certain level of education on horses, about horses, to be able to view this objectively and set aside the nice words and actually see what it is you're seeing and to be able to understand. And then, then you can go back and turn on the audio and listen to what it is they're saying and it may or may not match up. So sometimes I'll listen to, I will have the audio off and I'll just watch the horse and I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And I'll turn the audio back on. And sometimes, I'm going, oh my gosh, I, we interpreted that way differently, or I did than the the person creating the content. And then sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, spot on. Or or I might learn something new that day. And sometimes I have to double check it with research. I have to double check with my resources, whether that's books or articles or research papers, I need to double check it. And I know this is really tough because we want to be able to trust the professionals that are out there. We want to be able to Go sign up for the course of the person that has a ton of followers on social media and seems to be doing really good and has amazing reviews. Of course, we should be able to trust them. We should be able to just jump into it. And maybe you can. But still, the what I would caution you to do is just that. Educate yourself a little bit before you go in. You're not ha- you don't need to be a professional to be able to call out or recognize when the words are not matching the actions, when things are not matching up when they're not aligning. You don't need to be a professional to be able to do that. You just need to have some level of education. You just need to spend that time learning just enough to start to recognize the red flags. And that's really kind of a good thing to jump off on here with the talking about red flags and trainers. And some other areas that we could start to recognize red flags. One would be when the words are not matching what we're seeing in the horse behaviorally. So if the horse is showing signs of stress or pain or whatever, and then the professional is saying, look, they're being dominant, etc. Okay, words are not matching up with what's happening. That would also bring us to another red flag, outdated, you know, belief systems. When we have updated research very definitively in that area, that's a pretty clear cut one that the dominance theory doesn't exist and there's not an alpha mare. Or lead mayor necessarily, and we the the social dynamic of the herd fluctuates and is dynamic and it's very complex. And then somebody is sitting in there trying to sell you something, or they're just you know whether that selling is actually like a course or just trying to convince you of a training approach. And that's what clinics are, or seminars, or symposiums, or demonstrations. They are trying to show you something and convince you of it and how amazing it is. It just that's what it is. And if their words are not matching up with that and all. Also, they're you're talking about things that are far outdated. I understand if it's like a little bit outdated, like, you know, like, oh, hey, did you see this newest research paper that was published yesterday? That's a little bit different than something that's been outdated for a very, very long time. So that's another red flag. Another red flag would be When the professional doesn't have a lot of education when it comes to horses on things like nutrition and physical health and hoof care and all that, they don't need to be hoof care professionals unless we're specifically talking about a hoof care professional, obviously. But I'm talking about trainers because that's kind of my industry or my area of the industry. So when we're talking about trainers, if the trainer doesn't at least have a good to pretty good, like higher level education, understanding of proper hoof care, proper dental care proper you know body work and physical health proper saddle fit like that's part of my job description my, part of my job description as a trainer is not just how to train horses but how to recognize when there are things that are not setting us up for success so we could look at this as an ABC antecedent behavior consequence and part of the behavior analysis and all of that is and it's part of the antecedents. If I have not set my antecedents correctly, which include distant antecedents, which includes you know how the horse is feeling, you know how their feet work, how their legs are working, how are their teeth well taken care of, have they had proper nutrition, are they being fed rocket fuel, <laughs> or you know like just uh, have they had their companions, are they out uh, outside, have enough turnout? That like, that's part of the training. That is part of the antecedents. And if I don't have a proper education in those areas to be able to provide that to my horse, then I'm not doing my job as a trainer. So that's a red flag as well, is we need to be making sure that the professionals that we are hiring and that we are learning from and buying from are at least having a decent understanding, a decent education in those areas, because training is not effective when that has not been set up. And if they are going to go into the arena with a horse that hasn't had dental work in the last couple of years and start to, you know, quote, train and fix this behavior problem that is probably coming from the teeth without addressing the teeth, then I I would, I would stop. And I would be like, Oh, I don't know if I want to learn from this person. And again, I'm not saying they need to be perfect. I mean, there's definitely been lessons I've learned where I'm like, Oh, shoot, I did not know that. And that would have really helped us out if I had known that I apparently need to learn a lot more in this area. So definitely mistakes happen. I'm talking about consistently, consistently, this person's like, Yeah, yeah, he's fine. He's not in pain. That's a red flag. Okay, let's see what are some other red flags that we need to be watching out for. Other red flags are going to be short timelines with fancy you know, marketing strategies where it's just like this big before and after, after, and it's super flashy and in your face, and it's like, yeah, look at this. And usually, and I'm not saying that the before and after can't be amazing, but what we need to recognize as a red flag is when the first video, especially if it involves the trainer, Is the horse being explosive or dangerous or all over the place or is just being triggered and just thrown through, blown through their threshold roof, right? They're just over the top losing it. When we see stuff like that, that catches our attention, see, this is good marketing. As far as from a marketing strategy, it's great because you got your flashy before that captures that attention in the first couple of seconds, and then people will sit through the rest of it because they want to see the after. So that's good marketing strategy, but it is not good horse trainer strategy, and that is questionable as far as ethics go, especially if the trainer intentionally triggered that behavior in the horse, triggered that response in the horse just to get the marketing, just to get the flashy and, you know, I we could talk about that some more, maybe ethically. I, you know, it kind of depends. What I'm concerned about, though, is when they go a couple hours later or 30 days later or not even 30. Well, it depends on what it is. But when there's a huge before and after in a short amount of time, and especially if the trainer intentionally triggered the before and then puts them through this really stressful training program to fix it and it's this big flashy situation that grabs people's attention and it looks amazing and it just is like attention grabbing. I know it looks good on social media. I know it makes for good entertainment, but it is a red flag. And that is such a hard thing because then you get trainers that don't want to put the horse's welfare, don't want to compromise it. And they want to do the whole thing ethically as much as possible. And they want to keep it as low stress as possible, create those good associations and build it up slowly and not rush the horse and all that. Unfortunately, that ends up resulting in us not having, quote, entertaining training videos or marketing videos. It has boring videos. Good training is boring. It's just straight up, flat out boring. Good training is boring. I'm just going to say it over and over again. Good training is boring. It's not boring to actually do if you like training. Like for me, I could... I just love training. I love setting my horse up for success. I love seeing the progress. I love, you know, creating that strategy and the shaping plan. And like, there's just nothing more exciting to me that, I mean, this is why I'm in this industry. I love doing it. I love that. And I love dealing with really extreme behaviors too, really dangerous behaviors and approaching it in the same way. It should still be boring. I have worked with horses that will come through you or come at you through a fence like they are going to take you out. They are extremely aggressive and it is boring because I go and find the point at which the horse is not angry with me and is not feeling scared and terrified and like they need to defend themselves and they are not feeling like they are being threatened, their lives are being threatened. I go find that point and we build from there and it is boring. So it's not going to make a good social media video. It's going to be a terrible social media video unless it just so happens that the owner caught the, you know, quote, bad behavior ahead of time. And then I have an after video that would be exciting, but it's not usually that doesn't usually happen. And unfortunately, I'm really bad too (laughs) at getting before and after videos. And I could potentially we could talk about maybe there's a place and a time to get a before so that you can assess exactly what's going on and get an accurate starting point. There's something to be said for that. And maybe that ends up working out for a great entertaining social media video but it is not going to be every single time it is not going to be something that is done in a couple of days or hours in the or in the same session this happens a lot in the dog Social media world where the the trainer will come in and, and actually see in the horse training world, too, where the horses, you know, I see this on YouTube sometimes with certain trainers <laughs> there where they come in and the horse is like going to attack them. And then, you know, an hour later, the horse is, quote, fixed. Red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. It. It's just that suppression. And anyway, I'd have to know the specific situation, exactly what's going on. I'm not going to make a blanket statement, but please do be careful. Please do be cautious when you're uh, observing that kind of content and be cautious in allowing that to influence your impression or idea of what training should look like. You shouldn't have that big before, that like crazy before where you, and then just push the horse through it. Like you're just blowing through it and being like, deal with it. And then it's a, a miraculous Miraculous recovery or miraculous fixing process within you know this short amount of time. And if you can't do that, then you're a bad trainer or just not as good as them. And that training should look that way. That is not true. It was not true at all. And I would really, really encourage you not to take that approach. So, but yeah, this goes back to the marketing thing. That is a great marketing strategy from a purely business numbers getting clients, getting your name out there, marketing strategy, that is a beautiful strategy because it's flashy, it's big, it's bold, it solves people's problems, it shows your what you can do, it appeals to people who have the same problem with their animal, like it's great, but it is not good for the animal, it's not good for the horse, it's not good for the dog. And ultimately it's probably not good for you either because putting yourself in that situation is probably gonna get you hurt because <laughs> that's, that's not good, that's a whole nother topic. But this is, it's just so important to remember when we are watching things on social media, when we are reading blog posts, when we are listening to podcasts, when we are watching YouTube videos, Instagram videos, TikTok videos, there is a certain level of marketing that is attributed to that. If there's a brand associated or a business associated with that podcast, even if there's not a business associated with it, there still is some level of marketing. Maybe marketing isn't even entirely the word I'm looking for. There is some sort of not really agenda. I don't even know if people are intentionally doing it, but something is being expressed. There is an opinion being shared. There is some way that they are wanting to influence you, hence the word influencer. So we need to be really careful when observing this marketing or absorbing or consuming this marketing, this influencing, and remember that it is such a snapshot in time. It is such a limited amount of information. It is never going to be the whole picture, no matter how transparent the influencer slash business owner slash horse trainer slash whatever is, no matter how authentic and genuine and much they want to help. It is still restricted amount of information. It still is not the full picture. It's still going to be bits and pieces. When you buy from the people, like, like, let's say for myself, I'll use myself as an example. On my social media, on Instagram, my goal really with my influencing there is to promote the idea and the belief system that i have this is just what it is i'm going to be honest about it that horses and people can have a mutually respectful and reinforcing relationship that is uh, based on cooperation and consent from both participants and that is just much more horse focused And the horse's well-being can be prioritized and then that can be a very beautiful or an extremely beautiful relationship that you can have with your horse and it can be just that a relationship rather than a one-sided relationship or conversation where we're using the horse to our benefit. I have a mission with what I'm sharing on social media. That's just, that's part of my business. That's part of what I'm trying to share, what I'm trying to grow, the the thoughts and the belief system that I would like to share with others. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to care. You don't have to agree. That's fine, you can move on. You don't, I mean, it's not like you don't have to do anything. However, for people who are interested, I have, you know, to support my business and this is what business is, businesses are I have like my courses and my coaching and my academy and all of that and (laughs) I can tell you with a hundred percent that money is not really something that is very of interest to me I I do what I do to be able to support my horses and to support spreading the message and so yes I sell and yes I market And it's to be able to continue to do what I love and to support the relationships that I have that I love with my horses and to be able to continue to impact the lives of the horses and the people around me for the better. That's my purpose here. And that's what I find really reinforcing. The money just happens to be a part of that. So when I share on social media, I'm sharing snapshots of time. I'm going to show a training clip and it's going to be of me clicker training a horse to get in the trailer, let's say. I'm going to show you either the beginning the middle and the end or the beginning and the end or even just the end and talk about it a little bit you're not going to get the whole backstory of the horse unless you've probably unless you've been following me for a very very long time and you've read every single post you might get some of the backstory on the horse but you're not going to get the whole backstory on that particular post because there's a character limit and because not everybody's gonna sit there and read that and yeah and it's, sometimes it's not really all that important. You're also not going to get a complete backstory, or I should say, you're not going to get a complete list of variables that might play into the situation where I might choose a different way of doing this for this horse or that horse or this situation or that situation. There's going to be many different roads to Rome, even within the clicker training, positive reinforcement realm. And there's going to be a lot of other context stuff that you're not going to know either from that whole situation, maybe. That video is actually from a long time ago, but you're just now seeing it because Reels is a thing and it keeps popping my old Reels back up into the feed, I guess. And I get like comments and likes all of a sudden on Reels that are way old. And maybe in the last couple of months since that Reel was published, I have a different approach now because I learned something new. And that's the other thing, too. There's a lot that I'm learning all the time. So if you sat through all of my social media, went back for years, you would see stuff that I probably don't. Like I may do now, like there's nothing wrong with it. I just maybe I've updated it, right? Okay, so there's just so much going on that you're not seeing. And then maybe other things you're not seeing are like, maybe I was tired and hungry that day or maybe that happened to be a really, really good day, but the day before was terrible. And maybe the day after that was just like, not so good, we need to try again. But I'm gonna share the highlight because that's I'm I'm excited about that. I'm proud of it, I'm gonna share it. And I do try and talk about the bad days and stuff too. But I mean, honestly, there's only so much I can share. Anyway, so we, so you're seeing that on social media and the whole idea is to get you to go that's really interesting my horse also has problems with trailer loading maybe this could help i will reach out to her and or i'll check out her stuff okay so then from there you're going to my website whatever great and then eventually maybe you're signing up for either a consult or you sign up for my course in the consult, I can tailor the information much more specifically to you and your horse, but it's still only a limited amount of information compared to what would be a bigger, more well-rounded picture, which would be going like through my course and then going into the academy and then getting like the full, like you'd have all like much more of the context and much more background and all the different variables because you're, stepping into this world and you're absorbing and consuming all of the information surrounding it, all of the bits and pieces that go towards supporting what it is I'm teaching. Because like, yes, I just showed you clicker training for trailer loading. But what I didn't show you was how to introduce the clicker, what food reinforcers I'm using, why I'm standing in that position, but not another. Why am I choosing this tool versus another? Why is this particular horse doing it this way and not that way? What led up to that moment. There is so much that leads up to that moment that I'm showing you on social media that you're not getting from just consuming that post. The same thing applies for all other trainers too. And whether they train like I do or not, it doesn't matter. There is so much more information to be had that you are not getting. And this plays, and I'm just going to use this to wrap up this episode, this impacts it in two ways. This is why you should care about that, that 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 content has limited information. The reason you should care about it is, one, there could be stuff that are that is surrounding that content that is maybe not something you want to, that you would agree with or you understand or that has led it to be like just... The, the content, like you were being sold one thing, but actually something else is happening and it's it does not it's not clear in that post. So there's lack of clarity, there's lack of transparency, right? So you need to care about that, the fact that there's only a, a limited amount of information with that social media post because there's so much information around it, surrounding it that you don't know about yet, and it could be good or it could be bad. So you need to be careful, just be cautious with that. The other reason you need to care is because, again, there's so much other information that leads up to that, that you may not quite understand yet or be able to apply it or know to apply yet. So it could be setting you up for failure to just be applying what you see in that social media post. There's so much more that usually happened before you get to that point. And just jumping at, into that point, that's like, trying to learn how to swim in the deep end without floaties, right? You're just jumping right in and hoping you swim, not sink. So we need to be careful with that from that perspective as well. So... Yeah, (laughs) this whole episode hopefully made any kind of sense whatsoever and was helpful in any way. I don't want you guys to walk away thinking that everybody's lying and you need to be distrusting of everything you see. And that's not the case. Most people out there in my experience, are trying to do something in the best way. They're trying to do this in the best way possible. They genuinely believe in what they're doing. They genuinely care. And especially in the horse world, we all care about the horses. A lot of us, most of us hopefully do and are trying to do what's best based on the information they have. And what we're trying to do is help you out. There are just limitations to that, and I want you to know what those limitations are so you can be further empowered and make educated decisions and be the best advocate you can for your horse. And then the other side of that too is, again, I want you to be able to recognize, and this goes to that empowered, educated advocate for your horse, you need to be able to recognize marketing that is potentially quite harmful and how it could be hiding a very dangerous training approach or a dangerous methodology. For this, and is just really good entertainment. Is basically what it boils down to. It's good entertainment, but not good training. It's good for viewership. It's good for getting that attention in the first few seconds and holding that audience and selling things and you know promoting the name. But it is not good for the horse. That's something I really want you guys to take away from this episode as being something important to watch out for because it is going to directly impact the future of the horse industry and is also going to potentially directly impact you and your horse and your relationship you guys have together. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would love if you left us a review on wherever you listen to your podcast. If you'd like to learn more, head to our website, thewillingequine.com, where you'll find a bunch of links to our different social media platforms. We have Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, pretty much everything. We also have our blog, our training services, and the TWE Academy, where you can enroll in the foundation course that opens a few times a year. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to chatting with you in the next episode.